0: Hey podcast world, welcome to a truly different, interesting, fascinating episode of FNO InsurTech. We are here today once again, reliably, Don't don't you love that you can count on us? I am Rob Beller and here with the always count honorable, Lee Boyd. Hi. Hi, Lee. Hi, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. And you want to know why? Why? I had this great idea. A light bulb went off in my head. Uh, okay. Huh? What do you think <laughs> about that? I like uh, that. But I want to put a plug in <laughs> for this <laughs> for this for this interview that we're going to have today.
1: Well, what who who are we interviewing today,
0: Rob? We are interviewing This is the, I, I I gotta say, and we record this intro after we do the interview, so we've already done the interview. Full disclosure, and this he, this was a delightful interview that we had today.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: We have with us Dave Crosby, Chief Marketing Officer and co-founder at Wise W Y Z E. Tell us, tell us your Wise story real quick. So
1: Wise is a uh, in-home smart device company. And I first met them years ago whenever I bought a video camera on Amazon. I was looking just for a video I could put out in my front yard at Christmas time. And I stumbled upon them. I read some reviews and I bought it. Ever since then, I've loved them. I have wise cameras all over the place and they are building this ecosystem for smart homes. that interacts with Alexa and, and other companies like that. But today we get to talk to him. You know, we, We've had many smart companies on, right? IoT device companies on. Yes. Uh, this is one that I've actually used before he came on. So I'm very excited to talk to him about that. And then to to get to know him personally, because he's a big deal. He has a very large following on YouTube. He's been on The Voice. He and his daughter sing and have been on Ellen multiple times. So it's fun to get to talk to him. We've talked to many people who are big wigs in the insurance world. Sure enough, he's a bigwig in the insurance world and then just in the world in general.
0: Right, and our friend at AmFam Ventures, Caitlin Johnson. Hi, Caitlin. New mama, Caitlin Johnson, gave us a connection to Dave, and we thank her for that. And they are invested in WISE, and you're about to find out why that is, and actually a lot about them, including their really interesting perspective that they bring on what their mission is and what their values are. And so without further ado and without us jibber jabbering anymore and before the light bulb goes off in my head, which (laughs) is any second now, click here is our interview with Dave Crosby, CMO and co-founder at wise. Hey everybody. We are here with our special guest, uh, Shout out to Caitlin Johnson for making this happen. We have Dave Crosby, co-founder and chief marketing officer at Wise. Did I get that right, Dave? You got it. Dave, of course, somebody of my age can't say Dave Crosby without thinking (laughs) of the other Dave Crosby.
2: Of course. I, I
0: get that all the time from people of your generation, I'll say. Have you ever met the other Dave Crosby?
2: My goal in life was always to like. If you search Dave Crosby in Google, like who would come up first, me or him? And he would beat me. How's for that? More, yeah,
0: how's that working? Most
2: of my life, if you now, I think now are winning now. Dave Crosby, I'll beat him out, and Dave Crosby. But if you search David Crosby, then he's killing me.
0: If you ask me what's Crosby's first name, I'd say it's David, right? Yeah, sure. So, but anyways, that's not why you're here today. <laughs> you're here because you co-founded this crazy company. That full disclosure, you have one, one of the, your two hosts on this show is like a crazy big fan of. I am. Lee, why don't you tell us about Wise real quick and then take it from here?
1: Let, let me just tell you how I stumbled upon them. I needed a video camera to video the front yard at Christmas time. I put out some Christmas lights and I just wanted to make sure nothing happened. And so I'm on Amazon and I stumble upon this the smart cam, this little bitty webcam that didn't cost hardly anything. And I tried it out and I loved it. And I've been following the company ever since. And they just have a great line of smart technologies that you can use in your everyday life. And that's why I'm excited to to talk to to Dave today to find out kind of the story about WISE and how it plays in our insurance space. And so, Dave, why don't you tell us about WISE? How, How did it even start?
2: Sure. Uh, well, first of all, Lee, uh, a huge thank you from me and everyone on the team at Wise for being a fan, for for giving us a shot. Our biggest challenge at, as a company is we want to price our products as low as we possibly can. So we make them at this, this crazy low price. So that's always makes consumers even a little, you know, a little skeptical if the product is going to work or not. Of course, that that's just part of, of who we are as a company. But thank you for taking a chance. And we're so glad it worked out for you. Oh, yeah. You know, where do I start with the story of Wise? I this this is a company that, you know, I, I used to work at Amazon. My other two partners also worked at Amazon. Basically, we we saw that the smart home space was extremely overpriced. We kind of just felt like customers were getting ripped off. I mean, that's that's as plainly as we can put it. And I, I spent some time on The Voice. When you're on The Voice, you have a lot of time when you're in a hotel room. You're, I mean, you're, you're working for an hour a day, but then you're just kind of stuck in a hotel room the rest of the day because they won't let you leave the hotel. Yeah. So just had a lot of time to sit and think about what I wanted to do with my life, kind of worked with my partners and we came up with this idea, like what if we start a smart home company that treats customers like friends? So it would be, it would put the business model completely on its head. Like what if we just sell a product for essentially what we make it for, just price it as low as we can and get market share as fast as we can and build this company that is centered on customers the same way that Amazon does it. Like using our Amazon DNA, being incredibly operational, operationally efficient and pricing things as low as we can we we didn't see anyone else that was using that business model in the smart home industry.
0: So your Amazon experience was critical.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, our foundations as a company are very similar to to what you would find at Amazon. And it's those two main things, right? It's just like being operationally efficient, as, as efficient as you can possibly on everything. Like even from, like if you look at our packaging compared to some of our competitors, like our packaging is extremely small.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All that kind of stuff is just being so efficient on the operation side so we can get that cost down and then selling it as close to that cost as we possibly can as well.
0: I've seen some of your products and the pricing is extraordinary, quite frankly. I was looking at your WISE band. The Wise Band is like twenty four ninety nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Extremely low price. I mean you can't buy the charger for something like that for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. So what's the magic? that's just our, our business.
2: So our founding principle from day one, the three of us in a room, like, what do we, what do we want the foundation of this business to be? And that, that term be friends with customers came to our mind. Like if we were, if our best is in this room, what price would we sell this product to them at? That foundation is, is played into everything that we've done since that time. And so when we look at how we price a product, we say, okay, what do we pay for it? What do we think that we can do to stay healthy as a business? And what's the, you know, the absolute lowest price that we can give this to a customer. And that's what we choose. It's obviously a bet that we play with our customers because what happens is we then depend on our customer to use the product and then share it with their friends because we don't have that extra margin to spend on marketing. And so yeah. we completely depend on the word of mouth from our customers. And that's the bet that we took from day one. And fortunately, that bet has paid off in just amazing ways. Our customers and our, our users have been amazing about telling their friends, people like Lee, who <laughs> use their product and have a great experience and they, they tell a million people about it we actually have a customer acquisition cost that is so much lower than our competitors from the data that we have. And that is all coming from people telling their friends about it.
1: Well, and it, it's so easy for us to to tell the friends about it because the, the cost to entry is so low. I want to talk real quick about your philosophy about being friends with your customers. And it goes back to an email that I received a month or, ago or, or so about where you said that we're, we're about to roll out this new service. We've told you about it. We told you it was going to be free. However, come to find out, it actually cost more than than we thought. Right? I, I'm summarizing here, yep. and you're saying, you know, we're going to honor it. We're going to, but we're, you know, we're also going to give you the the choice to pay for it. And it was more of a friend conversation. And that's how I, you know, it came across to me. And I thought, wow, this is a really cool way to to do business. Saying, you know, we're going to honor what we said but you know we're going to have a conversation we're going to tell you that this new service is going to cost more money and you know we we'd love it if maybe you were willing to name your own price and pay for it and i think yeah. that's great and that's one of my favorite things about your company
2: we wanted one of the biggest problems with our cameras is people were getting too many motion alerts on their cameras right like they're they're getting bugs and and waving tree branches and shadows and stuff and that, mm-hmm. that was triggering the motion and so we were like we need a better way to make sure that those notifications were were more useful and so we found this very awesome startup in Seattle called Exnor that could do person detection, that we could quickly put person detection on our cameras without much development cost on our side. And so when we were able to implement that, we decided to offer it to our customers for free because we wanted that experience to be so much better with the notifications. And so we definitely had an opportunity to charge for it back then, but we were able to negotiate with our partner and give it to our customers for free. The problem is then they, they got acquired by Apple a couple months after our partnership started and because of that they pulled out of our partnership and that left us without person detection Uh and so we got a little bit over ambitious our customers were pretty distraught about us pulling person detection and we just promised them that that we said that when we're gonna we're gonna get this back and we're gonna keep it for free well of course realistically once we started building that in-house we had to build it in the cloud and we had those recurring costs that we just could not afford to keep for free and so yeah that was our solution is like For everyone that we promised that this would be free, we're going to let you name your price. If you want to name $0, that's totally fine. If you can contribute a little bit to help us pay our cloud costs, that would be very, very helpful for us to keep this program going. And the beautiful thing about that is so far, I mean, that that relationship that we've we've tried to be friends with customers, and in these kind of moments, customers are friends back with us. And so, so far, I think we're going to be able to make it work, but um, time will tell.
0: Right. It seems to me that collaboration is kind of a cornerstone of your company, even like you're saying, collaboration with your customers. I, I saw one of your videos about your lock. It was the video where it showed where you guys bought this state of, you got the state of the art lock, and it was a thousand dollars or something. It was a great video, by the way. Thank you, very entertaining. Yeah. But you guys ended up collaborating with another company, so you're not necessarily looking to invent everything that's going to go inside of your product yourselves, right? Yep. Yep. It seems like your attitude is, let's not reinvent the wheel. If the wheel exists, let's go get the wheel and we'll put that into our product. Is that kind of the philosophy?
2: So yeah, absolutely. So like I said before, it's, we're all about efficiency. Like what is the most efficient way to get a product to market so that we can get it at the lowest cost possible? And like, for example, the original Wisecam, you can find that, that same hardware sold by other companies, we found a manufacturer that was making that product already a scale and we took the hardware and we just stripped it down and we made some improvements on it and then we wrote our own software for it. And by not having to redesign the wheel, as you said, for the hardware, we were able to bring that product to market incredibly, you know, on a, on a crazy timeline. And that's the same philosophy. Like if, if we want to make a lock, for example, like we could build a lock from scratch and, uh, you know, we could figure it out and do it, but if there's already someone making hardware, that's, uh, uh you know, as you say, this, this company we found that is making a thousand dollar lock that they're one of the best lock manufacturers in the world. By some miracle, we were able to get them to partner with us to make a hundred dollar lock, which is a story in, in and of itself. You know, if they, they made the hardware for us. Then we just, we build the software. We do what we do best. We can build software on that hardware and, um, bring a product to market in less than a year. And so that's kind of the philosophy that we've taken with our whole suite of products is, you know, first let's see if we can find a partner. And if we can't, then we'll make it ourselves. And we've done it ourselves. Like the outdoor cam is something that we've made ourselves. Oh, okay. So that one was actually made by Wise? That was designed by us and it just took longer. Yeah. How
0: about the light bulb?
2: So the bulb is is also a partner. Yep.
1: What are some, some use cases for the light bulb? I really want the light bulb because it's cool. And I have an idea how I would use it, but what is
2: what are some of the main use cases for for smart bulbs? Man, there's a million uses for smart bulbs. I, I mean, just thinking of the ones that I use mine for. Um, so I have mine around my house, and I also have them connected with our Alexa. And so um, I probably just made everybody's Amazon device light up. I'll probably I'll <laughs> stop saying that. name. <laughs> but, um, exactly. So I have mine connected to my Amazon Echo device. And so just using voice commands, I can... Tell it to turn off and on certain lights in the house, which is very convenient, especially when I'm sitting in my bed at night and I tell it to turn off the lights. I have a closet down in the basement where my kids always go in there to get toys and they leave that light on every single day. I'll come down and that light is on. So mm-hmm. instead of walking up and down those stairs every single night before bed, I'll just, you know, I can check on my phone to make sure it's off or I'll just tell Alexa to turn it off you can use it for like vacation mode so if you're going out of town and you want your lights to kind of turn on and off randomly um, that's super helpful if you're trying to ward off any uh, people that might be thinking of breaking into your house and then you can use them in combination with motion sensors and contact sensors so if if uh, a certain room detects motion you can when you walk in it'll turn on the light and then when you leave it'll turn off the light so you don't have to worry about flipping on and off the lights and then uh, certain signals like like um you know you can you can just have it trigger a, a different thing like if you want it to if it's garbage day and you want to, some light to turn on to remind you that it's garbage day you can have that light um and that'll be even more useful when we launch our color bulbs they should be coming up in the next year where you if it's you know if it's recycle day you can flip that light blue as you're walking out the door or something like that now that would be very handy i like that idea so our kind of ethos as a brand is like we want we want to inspire you know the curiosity like we will make the product but like the most amazing thing is to sit back and just watch what our users do with it like people get so creative with how they combine the products mm-hmm. and how they use them
1: on the app there's a community section of the app
2: right where you can see how others are are using the devices to be uh, totally straightforward. We haven't kept that section of our app as healthy as we probably could be. It's not as updated as we'd like it to be. But yeah, we that, that's the the idea of that is to sh- kind of inspire the people to see what people are doing with the wise products and how they might be able to kind of make their own little inventions as they combine them together or, or even combine them with other smart home products like Amazon or Ift. make fun combinations.
0: Let's yeah. take a minute and talk real quickly about your product ecosystem. Right. And I'm very interested in the why why is this your ecosystem? Where are you going? I mean, I'm. my sense is from talking to you is that it's very thoughtful. It's not just a random thing where people walk in one day and say, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. This, let's talk about your products and the grand wise plan.
2: Mm-hmm. Our mission is to make great technology accessible to everyone. How can we get technology in the hands of people that, you know, one have, don't really, aren't used to having this kind of technology. You know, smart home in general is not widespread yet. Like how do we take smart home and make us make sure it's in every single household. So our mission at wise is to make smart home technology accessible to everyone from the very beginning. It was always about how can we make take a great product, get it in the hands of customers at just a shockingly low price, make it. So when they open, open the box and use it, they're saying this, this can't be possible for this price. Like that's, that's our mission. We want to shock people. So how we go about that is we, we have of course our wish list of products that we, this is the sequence of products that we need to launch next. Like we know for a smart home that we need a doorbell, we need a, therm- or a thermostat, we need a color bulb. Like these these products, these, these are the checkboxes that we definitely need to hit. But as we search for partners or for opportunities to make those products, we'll come across something that's, that's maybe a great product that still fits our mission. That's a little bit not perfectly fit within the smart home category. It's more maybe like a lifestyle product or um, loosely like the y yeah. um, for example, that is actually our highest rated product. That It's an incredible product. It's a $20 scale that does everything that like a $100, $200 scale would do. But you know, when we launched that, customers were a little bit like, why are you guys launching a scale? So it's all about making great technology accessible to everyone. And that is mainly focused on the smart home but at times may not be 100% focused on a smart home. It's more that mission of making great technology accessible to everyone.
0: That's really interesting. So let's talk about the scale then in in this regard. Was the scale somebody walked in one day and said, hey, I have this great idea, let's make a scale. How do you get from cameras and light bulbs to a scale? So what happened with that know, We had a connection with one
2: of our partner companies that had the technology to make a scale. I don't know how much detail you guys want me to go in here, but basically anything. There was a a seller on Amazon that was making a smart scale that was kind of revolutionizing the smart home or the scale industry on the Amazon platform. So we somehow got in touch with that guy. Long story short, we got him to abandon his company and come work for wise and build the greatest smart home scale on the planet. And using that guy and his knowledge, he's a full-time employee at wise now. And then using some of our other partner companies, he did exactly like that in under a year. He built an amazing scale. And that was a connection that we made in the search for other products. It was too good to pass up. Like uh, he can make one of the best scales ever for a $20 price tag using our resources to combine him, who has a very specialized knowledge, with um, our partners as well, our, our manufacturing partners. So that was just kind of an opportunity that was born out of our f- research, you know, as we were looking for products and what was next on the list you know, there's, there's been a lot of things that a lot of kind of projects that we take on where things just kind of come together perfectly. And then they're just opportunities that are too good to pass up. You know, we've also announced headphones. We're going to launch wise headphones yeah. pretty shortly here, which is cool. another one of those products. that's like, you know, why, why are you doing this? Cause it's not exactly perfectly than a smart home, the t- typical smart home that people would see. But, but then when you look at the headphones industry as a whole, we recognize the problem was the same as the smart camera industry where the top of the line headphones are three, 400 bucks. It's so much space in between what people are making those for and what they're selling them for. And it's all the marketing and branding that goes behind it. And we just toss all that out of the window and just say, we'll make the best product and we'll sell it to you barely above what we make it for. And we were able to, again, find a partner in these ex-Dolby engineers that like these guys are the guys that make the headphones and these other companies and they agreed to come work for Wise. And so. It's all about finding those opportunities of how we can make great technology accessible to everyone.
0: So you have this concept, which is not necessarily, I'm assuming you don't have a marketing meeting and say, no, we can't do a scale because it's not smart. It's not smart homey enough. So you have this unique concept and I want to kind of tie that into who's been investing in you guys, because you're, right. you're venture backed. It looks like you've had some success, quite a bit of success in being able to raise funds. And one of the interesting companies that's invested in you is somebody who's been a guest on our show and somebody who we're super impressed with is AmFam Ventures.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, they know the smart home market from their early investment in Ring. Yep. Caitlin Johnson. And so Caitlin yep. Johnson, um, did we mention Caitlin Johnson yet? I'm not sure. Anyways. um,
1: One of our favorite guests.
0: How's the baby, Caitlin? Anyways, (laughs) so why were they attracted to you guys? I mean, what in the world does this have to do with insurance?
2: So first of all, Caitlin Johnson is awesome. She's been nothing but amazing for us so far and just so knowledgeable in the insurance space and just as a business person in general. I think that we are going to revolutionize the insurance agency because what we're doing is we're making these products and we're putting them in the hands of people that have never been able, never wanted to spend money on smart products before, right? Like our camera is $20. Our smart sensors are six bucks. These products that are normally hundreds of dollars we're making just incredibly affordable. I always make the, the analogy of kind of like when the car was invented, like at first they were super expensive and then Henry Ford came along and just made it so accessible and so inexpensive for everyone that all of a sudden everyone had cars. And then, you know, it was like, it's kind of weird if you don't have a car now, right? So. Right. We're trying to take that same model and apply it to the smart home industry. And so if you do that and you have these smart home products, um, you know, it's going to be revolution It's going to revolutionize the insurance agency because all of a sudden you're going to have flood sensors in every home. You're going to have smoke detectors. You're going to have cameras for theft and all these things that are going to prevent so many of these major, uh, these major events that affect the insurance industry as a whole. Um, so I, I think that you know, if, if we can accomplish our mission, if we can do what we want to do, it's going to just—it's going to work wonders for the insurance agency as a whole.
0: So, our I, I assume that on your roadmap are more products that are about that, that are kind of tied to what is concerning an insurance carrier?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most obvious one for us is flood sensors. We don't have you know, the water sensor yet, but that's that's a 2021. It's very much in progress right now. And by the way, we're, we're kind of an open book when it comes to product development. We're pretty open with our users on what we're working on and what we're not, and usually take their input on what they want us to work on. You know, it's not as much of a secret as maybe other companies are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, blood sensors are high on the list. Smoke detector is something that we're looking at right now. Interesting enough, like our, the, some of the software that we have on our current cameras actually can help a lot. Like we have, it's a special notification on our camera. So if our camera hears a smoke alarm, it'll send you a notification and says and say, a smoke alarm's going off in your house uh, instead of just like motion is going, well. it's detecting motion. So we have that algorithm built into uh, on the software side of our cameras that can help with that as well. So yeah, for sure. In, in the next year, two years, um, we're definitely going to launch more products that will affect the insurance agency. And, and not only on, on the home insurance, health insurance, like some of the stuff that's happening with wise banner now is super interesting on the health insurance side where hospitals are wanting to partner with us.
0: i watched the band video And I've been thinking about the band. And on the one hand, it's like, oh, what a great idea. Because, you know, you can control your little wise universe through the band. But I'm sure you're thinking about it goes beyond that. What's the band for?
2: Our idea is like we could take these two things and combine them into one device. So we have, of course, the health monitoring stuff, which is your your heart rate, you're counting your steps, tracking your sleep, all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, put a smart controller on your wrist, so that if you're you know you want to turn off your lights, you don't want to pop out your phone, open up the app, you can just flip them off real quick with a shortcut on your on your smart band. So combining that whole that those two experiences, a health monitor and a smart band on your wrist, um, into one device was the thinking behind that.
1: So at the core of your business, is it more about the device or is it more about the software you're using, trying to keep that ecosystem? So for example, if somebody has another smart wrist watch, is that something you're you're willing to to work with just so that you can get more users on the wise platform?
2: For sure. Our specialty is probably the software side. If someone came to us with the hardware, a better, a better band and said, have this band, it's and it, it was better. I mean, we would definitely take a look at that. Um, For sure, I don't think that we would have a problem with that. Of course, we want it all to fall under the Wise ecosystem and the Wise brand, right? We've we've had partners. Like if you look at our lock, it's made with a partner, and it's a partner named Lockin, and it's Wise built with Lockin. So we're not we're not afraid to bring a partner on and co brand something.
1: Well, I think it's important too that you're not afraid to keep your ecosystem just in its own world. For example, you're with Alexa. Or uh, with Amazon, and I use. I actually have a camera outside my window that we watch birds and foxes, and I can tell my my Echo Spot to show my camera, and I can watch it right there on my Echo Spot without having to to turn around and look out the window. So, uh, you can expand that ecosystem by by other partners. Is Amazon the only one y'all are partnering with?
2: We also work with uh, Google. Okay, and and hopefully HomeKit. Oh, okay. It's been a little bit more challenging. Definitely on our radar, and our customers want that, so we've been really looking at investing in that. We've we've almost kicked off that project a million times. <laughs> I, I guess the, the project is definitely kicked off. Like I can say we've almost implemented a million times, but there's different stuff that have kind of popped up.
0: I want to get back to talk about Amazon for a second because that name has come up all throughout our interview, and I don't think I'm guessing that you probably can't say enough about the influence. That your short time there had, it must have been like a real awakening to walk into this company and to see things being done in a very particular way, which then you guys all took forward with you into WISE. Is that the case? Talk about the experience of working there and its influence.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt that had a huge impact, a huge influence on all of us co-founders. I loved working for Amazon. Like I I would have worked for Amazon for a very long time, I'm sure, had I not, you know, I started making these videos with my daughter that went viral that forced me to quit my job there. But they definitely had an impact on us. I think they have leadership principles and just the way that they run their business. I think two of the things that are were most impactful to me, I mean, there's a lot of things, but but they have these two core principles, which is one, just obsess over customer experience, right? Like, making make sure that customer just has the best experience they could possibly have. And that is absolutely something that we have taken to wise, as far as like with pricing, how our products work, all that kind of stuff, and, and trying to communicate and talk to our customers as much as we can see what they want us to build what changes they want us to make in the product that's the core principle we took from amazon the second one is building a business that's good for the long term so it would have been very easy for us to come out and, and launch our smart camera at 40 or 50 dollars. in fact a lot of the industry experts when we started this said like there's no way you should launch this for less than 40 dollars." it was more of a long-term mindset like if we can build trust with the customer in the long run Don't do a short-term money grab. Put off that temptation as much as you possibly can and focus on building the long-term relationship with the customer. Because if you do that, then your business exists for the long run. Those two things are the things I think about all the time from my experience at Amazon. It's like customer-centric, build the business for the long run. Like make the sacrifices right now that'll make sure the business is healthy forever.
0: Which we've seen from Amazon now for decades. I mean, you guys aren't old enough to remember, but I remember when they just sold books and I remember when they went public and Bezos would say in so many words, you know, it's not about making money in the short run anyways. And, and he stuck to that. And it sounds like you guys kind of have that same focus that you're willing to set some of that short term gain aside in the interest of where you're going in the long run.
2: Absolutely. We've invested everything, everything that we have. We have invested back into our software. Our, you know, we, we hire every extra penny we can find in our budget. We hire more engineers to work on the software side right now. Just making sure we want our ecosystem to run as smooth as possible and all our products to work together seamlessly. And we have a lot of work to do. I mean, it's not perfect. There's, there's a lot of uh, issues that we need to fix so every extra penny that we have goes back into the business and investing in that software right now
0: obviously you have a lot of customers who love you and are are wise profits out in the world they're they're speaking about you do they bring you ideas i mean have you had an experience where somebody said hey have you thought about this and you guys were like oh wow that's a great idea
2: yeah for sure i mean i, I mean just just adding alexa in general that that was something we weren't really thinking about at the time but it was just kind of an overwhelming request from customers that they wanted a connection with Amazon there. And so we we went back and we built it. And then the issue that we had, this was back when we had our V1 of our WiseCam. And the hardware back then couldn't support the Alexa integration. And so we asked our customers, do you want us to build new hardware? And it was like overwhelmingly yes, this is this is a big request. And so we came out with V2, which upgraded a bunch of stuff. But one of those things was it was made it compatible with an Echo device.
1: Well, let me just drop this. I need a sensor that tells me whenever my garage door is up or down. I know those are out there, but I need it in your ecosystem. Because <laughs> last night we got a text from my neighbor at one thirty saying, hey, your garage door is open and the light is on. So I could use my my wise Bold to turn that off, but I need to know at 9 o'clock, hey, your garage door is still open. Lee, well, yeah, I got great
2: news for you. It's out, man. We have Good. our our contact sensors it has a setting so that it will alert you if something is open for a certain amount of time. So you can say if my if this sensor is open for ten minutes, send me an alert. There we go. Some contact sensors on that. But on that note, uh, the garage the garage opener is something we're looking at as well.
0: I have to turn a corner here because it's not every day that we have a guest on the podcast who is a celebrity for an entirely different reason than <laughs> their, right. then their technology or insure tech vibe that they have out there, and you and and you're that guy. And it's not so our audience knows. It's not because you're Dave Crosby, as in Crosby Stills and Nash. You're not that Dave Crosby. Full yeah. disclosure, but you are famous for something. Tell us what. What more than us. one thing. I'm gonna let you tell that story.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is the reason I left Amazon. I was working at Amazon. I was loving my job at Amazon. I was—I felt like it was kind of a dream job. I, I've always been a musician, so I was—I was the guy at Amazon selling guitars and keyboards and microphones. Like if you ever wanted to start a recording studio or something like that, you know, I was your man at Amazon. And so I was working with all these brands that I loved since I was a kid. At the same time, my daughter, she was three years old at the time. She was just started to sing with me. We'd play guitar and kind of sing together. And I was like, you know, what? she's a pretty good little singer for a three-year-old. And I'm, I had all this recording equipment. I was like, I'm going to make a, a YouTube video with her singing the Disney song. We recorded Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. And then, um, put that video out and I was at a conference for Amazon. It was, it was at Nam, all this, this big, uh, music vendor conference. And this video just went viral. It was just like the craziest experience. Like I was in meetings with vendors all day and my phone was just blowing up from reporters all day long. And so that was, I was like, Oh, that was kind of a fun experience. Uh, we made a viral video and then we made another video and then that one went viral as well. And then it was after the third video we made where the third one went viral. It was like, all right, like we started going on the Ellen show. We started doing like this different stuff. I only had so many vacation days at Amazon um, and so uh, I quickly used all those up and then I got I got an opportunity to go on The Voice myself and so I was like all right it's time to quit my job at Amazon. So ever since then we've we've just been kind of making videos. We've been, you know, music is our main thing, but we've done a lot of different type of stuff on YouTube.
1: And viral like like one of these videos has 50
2: million views. You know, our biggest one is the, you got a friend in me kind of one. So it's kind of like our first live performance, but that yeah, that video got like half a billion views.
0: How long has this been going on for?
2: It started when she's three, she's seven now.
0: Mm-hmm. Does she see herself as a performer?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> part of, part of the reason I started wise to begin with is because it was, I was kind of a weird situation that, that I was in because I, here I was quitting my job and you know, we are making money on YouTube. When I would say we're making money on YouTube is like my daughter was making money on YouTube. So it's was like, yeah, what do I do? Do I like do my daughter just to provide for the family now? Like this is, it was a very, very uncomfortable feeling. And fortunately only lasted a very short time because I started wise right after that. I want to do something that's not like, I don't want to make this like a thing where it becomes stressful or it's not fun. Like I always want this YouTube side of my life to be a hobby and fun and we can kind of do it whenever we want to do it and it looks
1: really fun. I mean, you not only have music videos, but there's some behind the scenes or stuff about your family, go on and talk about getting ready to to have a baby. Uh, I mean, just all sorts of neat videos. And it was interesting. I was reading all about you and where you went to school and uh, you went to school around where one of my favorite groups, they live in, in Utah. For some reason, I started Googling you and your daughter and then the piano guys and (laughs) turns out that you actually played with them and I was like and I saw it this morning I'm thinking these worlds have just collided (laughs) and you just went up crazy high in my book whenever you get to play with those guys and just you you've really gotten to to do a lot live a lot and and have a lot of fun with it
2: man I'll tell you what the last couple years have just been the wildest ride it's been such a blast I wish there was more time in the day but I've sure had a lot of fun the last few years
0: so one of the things that comes to my mind is you have this incredibly public life that is you've really let the world in to see you and your daughter and your family which kind of makes me think about the privacy issue and the privacy issue at wise privacy must mean a lot to you because one of the consequences i'm sure is you you're in the grocery store and somebody says to you i love your videos I mean, you don't get 50 million views and people don't know your face or your, or your daughter's face. So can you talk about privacy at WISE? And it's kind of interesting because, you know, when it comes to privacy, a lot of people control all the aspects, hardware, software, everything to do with privacy. You guys must be very sensitive about that. And you must be personally very sensitive to that being a, you know, a celebrity of sorts.
2: Absolutely. I mean, privacy is, is a top concern for us. It's always one of those things that we look at very closely, you know, personally, you're absolutely right on the privacy issue is, especially for my wife, my wife, she wanted no part of this YouTube stuff when it started just because of the privacy issue. You know, there's some crazy people out there. So you want to make sure you're staying safe. So you do everything you can to to hide yourself from that. But definitely that kind of skepticism or that nervousness carries over into wise and making sure that our products are, are safe as, as it can possibly be. And that's actually one of the, the biggest challenges we face is a $20 camera is people immediately assume that the security is not going to be there. And that's just not true at all. Like we, that's, that's no less of a priority for us than it is for any of our competitors. And we do not scrap on the security side of our business in, in any way. Like we have all the protocols, just just as you would expect and investing more into that
0: as we speak. Back to your music career. How did it go on The Voice?
2: So I made it to the battle rounds on The Voice. I had three chair turns. I had uh, Miley Cyrus and Adam Levine and Blake Shell in turn for me, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I chose Adam Levine as my coach. I've never felt so much pressure in my life than when I've been on the stage of a voice. And <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's because you can sing and play a show. That's no problem. Like I've done my, my whole life. But when you when you're on the stage, it's everyone is judging you, right? It's like not only are the judges judging you, but everyone in the audience is determining in their own little head that they're gonna push their button. And so it, it's a pressure that like I've I've never felt that kind of pressure before in my life. And I unfortunately my second performance was not up to par, I would say, and I lost. So that's the story on the boys. That was Adam. And is that a guy you ever talked to anymore? Uh, unfortunately I didn't go like so far in the show that me and him are like buddies, you know, texting. That would have been really cool. But of course, like I worked with him in the early days. He was he was like so cool to me in my blind audition. That's why I picked him. Like just the stuff that he said to me when he turned his button was was really cool. And he had actually seen some of my videos online that he was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're that guy that I was watching this. <laughs> that is really cool whenever Adam says that. I mean, he was he was as cool as you could possibly be.
1: I've never had like the fanciest voice. It's a very solid voice. It's a it's a it's a great voice.
0: You Thank might you. say you might say you're no Dave Crosby. <laughs>
2: there you go. And so I, I always felt like he was he did a good job just, you know, picking songs that kind of fit my voice where not weren't weren't as fan like some of the guys in the voice when you're there. Their, their voices are just unreal and they do just the craziest stuff with their voice. So he was good at finding stuff for me that would fit me.
0: Do you and your daughter have an album or anything, any kind of, if people wanted to check you out, how would they do that?
2: We don't have an official album. We, have a, we did a, a few Christmas songs last year. Yeah, we're just, I think YouTube is probably the best way to find us.
0: To say it's been a pleasure today would be an understatement. We uh, have really enjoyed having you on. You're a terrific guest and so interesting. And we love, I mean, to get back to business here for a second, we love the wise story and love what you guys are doing. And you're proving out the Amazon concept, you know, in a different uh, world. And I love that. I think that customer experience is the key in commerce. So congratulations on your success. And we really appreciate it for having you here.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you all. If you know, Anything we can do for you guys, let us know.
0: Lee, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> a really wonderful interview with a really interesting company and a really interesting guy yeah in general i mean and that's not to say that all of our guests aren't interesting but they don't quite have a story never quite heard a story like his
1: that was the first youtuber that i think that we've interviewed yeah, yeah. and um Yeah, it was, it was a wonderful conversation. As we've said on this podcast and on other podcasts, I'm a big fan of the software and the technology of wise. I'm a very big fan of what they're doing. I'm interested in how they're going to get into this insurance space. I mean, they have great people with AmFam working with them who have a deep knowledge of insurance. So I see them making a splash. Uh, But it was great to talk to them about the company and the philosophy and really what they're doing using the morals that they got from Amazon and putting those into their own company. They sound like a great company to work for, and they really seem like they're staying true to their beliefs.
0: Shocking people, I thought, was a really interesting statement. They want to shock people in a very positive way, and I just think about the insurance vertical in general, in our work in the claims industry, in the work of several different kinds of service providers, how many of us shock people to the positive? Certainly, it's a challenge that we all have and that we deal with every day to meet and exceed what people want is... Super challenging by the nature of this industry, by the technological limitations that we have. It's a really important idea, though. Yeah, it is. In the insurance services world.
1: I thought it was a great conversation today. I had said this today off the air after our conversation, but I'll let all of our listeners know that this past December, I really understood that this is a a real company. It's not to say internet companies aren't real, but to say that this is a real product that is here to stay. Whenever uh, I went to the Home Depot at Christmas time and there's a large display of video cameras, their stationary one, then also their pan cam. That's whenever I realized, okay, this is a video camera I can get behind. This is a company. They're not just online. They're not just on Amazon, but they're actually with the Home Depot. And they're a company that if I need another one, I can just go pick it up right now. They're really out there to change the world of smart homes. And I'm excited to see where they go. And I'm excited to see where Dave goes. I mean, he and his daughter, if you haven't had an opportunity, go check them out. Wonderful singers, great YouTube channel. He was a pleasure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We big thank you to Dave Crosby and to WISE for working with us to make today happen. Uh, We're thrilled to be able to share um, all these conversations that we have with so many interesting people with um, each of you who listen to our podcast and we thank you for, for doing that. And uh, please subscribe. Please go to our website to see other episodes that we have going on, FNOinsureTech.com. Big thank you to Al Moya and Alicia Moss, our producers, who really make this happen. Because all Lee and I ever do is just talk, jibber jabber. Yeah, but they do all the work. It's only here because of them and we thank them. And we thank you for being with us. And until next time.
1: Goodbye,
2: everybody.